Hello there. So I have been told my entire life to work hard. You've probably heard the same thing, but I want you to look around you. How many people do you know around you that are working really, really hard, yet they're not what you call successful? So is it really hard work or is something else at play? Could it be the law of attraction? We're going to talk about it on today's episode. This is episode 41. Is it hard work or the law of attraction that's really responsible for success? Let's get started. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show where you are entering the stress-free leadership zone. What's in your cup? So hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. I'm super excited. We've got a great show today, a wonderful panel. And today we're going to talk about the law of attraction versus hard work. And, and I want you to look around and just think about what you're seeing, what is showing up in your life. And I want you to think about that as we go through our discussion today. So on this show, we are coaches, authors, thought leaders, uh, and entrepreneurs. And we just have a real down-to-earth conversation about what's happening in the real world out there today. Pull back our hair, take off your jacket, grab your coffee, and join the conversation. So let me bring my panel up. We'll go through a few housekeeping items, and then we will dive into our conversation. So as we get ready to get started, you guys know how this goes. We got a couple of housekeeping items here. Number one, if you're watching, tell us where you're watching from? What part of the world are you watching from? And don't forget to tell us what's in your cup. And then also I have a big ask. I want you to like and share the video or audio or whatever you're listening on. You are likely listening on something that has a little subscribe bell or button. Don't forget to hit that so you don't miss any episodes. And if you're listening on podcasts later, we love five-star reviews. So with all of that out of the way, we're going to get started. My name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I am your host for the show. And I am what I call a recovering stressed out leader. That's right. Back in my old days, I carried all the stress, but now I help leaders and I help them decide to live a stress-free leadership life, decide to stop the madness. So if you're out there and uh, stress is showing up in your life and you want an idea of how to stop that, you can visit stressfreeleaders.net and there's a free ebook that will get you started. So today in my cup, my favorite little animal print cup makes me feel all wild. Um, today in my cup, I actually have coffee with just a little dash of Bailey's Irish cream. Shh, don't tell anyone. Don't, y'all don't tell anybody. <laughs> so that's what's in my cup. So let's get started. We'll go to you, Roz. Marae will go to you and then we'll introduce our special guest. So Roz, hello. Who are you and what you got in your cup? Hi, you guys should know me by now, but if you don't, I am Roz Jones, CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved ones, sitter, homemaking companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all, you give us a call. In my cup, my cup, uh, let me hold it up. On the outside of my cup, it says, a hot mess express, <laughs> which is so fitting. 
And it's peppermint tea. You guys know I love my peppermint tea with the honey mm. and the lemon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hot Mess Express. Oh, I like Hot that. Hot Mess Express is, uh, yeah, so fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. So good morning, Marae. Tell us who you are and what you got in your cup. So good morning, everybody, because it's morning here. It's Sunday morning. So I'm Marae. I'm the greatness engineer, and I'm on a mission to make sure that people become the best version of themselves. So I'm an engineer by background. But here it's about greatness and uh, we welcome you and really, um, you know, looking forward to this uh, conversation today about working hard mm -hmm. and the law of attraction. So awesome. good morning, everybody. What you got in your cup? So in my cup, I got, I copied actually rose. I got peppermint tea. So oh. that's... <laughs> So today, peppermint tea for me before going to bed. <laughs> nice. Really nice. Awesome. So we're going to welcome our special guest. First time joining the Coffee with Rhonda show. So welcome, Elena. Tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? And then tell us what you got in your cup. Sure. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here with you all. And uh, so I am a coach and mentor and I help people scale their businesses while working less. So I, I help them bust the myth of you have to work hard to succeed and really grow your impact and income in the process of having the kind of lifestyle you want. Mm. And in my cup, I have a hoche, and a hoche is also known as Maya nut. It's a superfood, and it kind of tastes like coffee, and it is super, super yummy. So, hoche, you are for your show, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, Elena, how do you spell that? A hoche. How do you spell that? O j o c h e. O j o h e. So, I'm gonna do that okay. O-J-O-C-H-E. All right, everybody run out and try some Ahochi. You know, I love trying new things. So thank you so much. And so I am excited to have this conversation today. And as we dive into our topic for today, uh, before we do what before we do that, we've got a couple of comments out there. So let me just say Regina was out there bright and early, y'all. She said, hey, Regina, Regina from Texas, I have water and cranberry juice in my cup. Good morning, Regina. Thank you so much for tuning in. Michael's out there after dinner drink in my glass in St. Petersburg, Russia. So, you know, the first time Michael told us he was having a drink, we were looking at him a little bit side eye. We were like, Michael, it's kind of early. Oh, that's right. You're in Russia. It's okay. <laughs> and, then, and then we have Stephanie out there. She says, hey, hey, beautiful ladies, no cup, but working on it. LOL. Wonderful. So, as we dive into our conversation today, um, I have been told my entire life to work hard, right? And mm -hmm. I'm sure that all of you have heard the same thing. Um, and yet, and, and there's a measure of that that feels like it works and it's effective. But yet I look around me and I see a whole lot of people that are working really, really hard. And it feels a lot like struggle and a lot less like success. And so what do you all see in terms of this whole, there's two schools of thought, right? One school is work really hard, power through, put your head to the grindstone and make it happen. 
And then the other school of thought is, you know, well, it's the universe and the law of attraction. And, you know, all of these wonderful things are going to happen in your life if you position yourself properly with the right energy mindset, et cetera. So what shows up in your life and what do you believe? So I'm just going to ask each of you what you believe. Is it the hard work or is it the law of attraction that's really driving your success? And Elena, we're going to come to you last on this since this is kind of what you do, right? <laughs> so, so um, Marie, let's start with you. In looking at your own life, what, what do you believe? Is it hard work or is it the law of attraction? Uh, you know, I mean, my experience, you know, started with believing that, you know, hard work was really key. Uh, so really putting all the effort and everything will, will come, you know, a, as a result of it. But uh, going through, you know, different experiences and uh, uh, I just realized that it comes, it, it, it's first your mindset. So which is, you know, what you believe. And then, you know, the action comes later. So it's mm -hmm. really having the right mindset. So that is really what the law of attraction is all about, having the right mindset, being positive, but then don't, not stop at this level, still action, but not have to work as hard as if you, you didn't make the decision. So that's, that's really what I believe. It's interesting, Marie, how you say that, because, um, you know, we start one place based on all of our societal teachings and what people are saying to us and we take that and we apply it and then our experiences evolve so Roz you know is was it the same for you is that what you're seeing today in your life I am because I was I was raised law of attraction wasn't even in my vocabulary when I was growing up it was you go you know graduate from high school go to college work hard work 40 hours get your benefits you know, um, you know, get money, retire, have the kids. That's it. Law. Of, I, I, I didn't even know about law of attraction probably until after college, mm -hmm. you know, uh, way after college, way after college. And it's, it's, if I had known some of that, but I was already doing some of it, mm -hmm. but then I probably could have leveled up a little sooner or made fewer mistakes, but I can't be held accountable for what I don't know. Mm. Right. So, but now since I understand the law of attraction, uh, it, like I said, I feel like I was already doing some of it, but now since I know more, I can implement more. And so now it, 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 uh, it's, it's a part of my, uh, daily, daily life It's a part of, you know, you know what I do daily. So awesome. you know, yes, ma'am. Awesome. No, that's great. Um, so Elena, one of the things I want you to do as we come to you is to tell us a little bit about um, what is law of attraction? And mom joined this morning. Hey, good morning, mother. Thanks so much for joining. <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, Nima joined as well. Hello. Hello. Uh, I have to tell you, Nima, on the last show, we cracked up at your comment for like a week when she said she got three days when she come to visit me. So <laughs> So that's hilarious. Uh, so Elena, so number one, tell us your thoughts on hard work and law of attraction. And then what what even is the law of attraction? Yeah, I know you can answer that. And I tend to, you know, what, what Marie was saying is, is a, a lot of what I feel actually, which is for me, even in the law of attraction, the law of attraction is only one small piece of it. It's, it's really incomplete. And so it is about our state of being and who we are. And I grew up 
where, you know, my parents basically said, you got to work really hard to succeed. And I became a lawyer, which was their agenda, not mine. Very successful lawyer, but worked 60 to 80 hours a week and thought that's what I had to do to become successful. Now, I built a multiple six-figure practice and, you know, ultimately became the executive vice president of the largest independent music company in the world. But I believe that to do that, I had to kill myself to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all it did for me was create burnout and exhaustion and made me very, very physically ill. And that's what I experience in so many other entrepreneurs is that they this this push, 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 do, do, do mentality where they become like single-minded focus on you know trying to create a level of success means that the rest of their life falls apart in the process. They burn out relationships, they burn out their health, you know, all kinds of things end up happening as a result that that aren't desired, you know. Mm-hmm. And so once we start to change our state of being, once we start to shift our our thoughts, our feelings, our habits, and our experience. All of a sudden, we move into aligned and inspired action. And that action, first of all, everything you're doing takes less to do because you're in a different state of mind. When you're in a stress response, when you're feeling totally stressed out, everything takes longer. You don't have access. I mean, biochemically, you don't have access to inspiration and creativity and higher states of intelligence. Right. So everything ends up taking a lot longer when you move more flow. So I like to think of it more as like hustle and flow. Mm -hmm. Um, When you move more into flow, all of a sudden, not only does everything take less time to do, but then the right kind of action shows up to take that moves the dial forward a lot quicker. So, you know, Elena, gosh, you make a really great point. And we do see this. And frankly, as entrepreneurs, we're kind of told that, again, we're in that place where people are constantly telling us, if you want to be successful, if you want to create a successful organization, you're going to have to work 10, 12, 14 hours a day. You should just expect that and accept it. And I now, the work that I'm doing with the stress-free leader is exactly contrary to that. Right. My work is to push back on that and to say, you know what, we need to shift this paradigm because what Mm -hmm. we're doing is we're burning ourselves out. We're burning out our families. We're destroying our relationships all because someone taught us these limiting beliefs that we now carry around like we're packing for a vacation, right? We carry this luggage around like we're going on vacation. And so I want to talk a little bit about something that you mentioned, inspired action versus, you know, sort of the motivated action. Mm -hmm. When I think of motivated action, I think of a push from the outside, Mm -hmm. right? Something's pushing you forward towards something for whatever reason, Um, you know, Going to work to get a paycheck is a motivated action. It's not an inspired action. Mm-hmm. Inspired comes from within, right? And so so when you shift your mindset, so what I want to talk about, Roz, is if we know that in order to create success, it's a combination. It's a combination of work. It's not like you just sit back and eat bonbons and wish on the law of attraction and everything magically drops into your lap. That's not how it works. Okay. So anybody out there, if that's what you're thinking, that's not it. Right. And so when we're thinking, um, uh, using the combination of the two action, inspired action, 
plus the law of attraction. How do we get to that place? Because we've all been told it's hard work, hard work, hard work, grind. And Stephanie said, yes, hustle and flow. I relate to that. And Maria joined us. Hey, Maria, how are you? Great to see you. Um, so how do we get to that place? How do we break that belief that it is just the grindstone um, that we need to focus on? I felt, this is for me personally, I fell into the, the law of attraction by accident. I saw someone talking about it in a, a workshop and I was like, I need that because I'm working too hard. <laughs> it was by accident. It, it, it really was. And I'm like, can this really work? Can this really help me to, you know, pull back? I started really using uh, the law of attraction and, and understanding its benefits uh, starting last October, but I started working on it in, in January because I saw the workshop maybe about a year or so ago and I've been kind of doing a little bit. At first I was like, this is hocus pocus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I started listening, thinking and started reading, you know, I said, well, you know, you don't know because you don't know. Don't, don't judge nothing if you don't have the right information. So I couldn't judge. So before I gave my last, you know, thoughts on it, I really did some research and talked to some people and I saw how they said their life changed. And I said, well, I need a life change because I'm working 150, 160 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So something has got to give. Right. And it came at the right time in my life. And so I started reading. I started getting more information and started implementing a little bit at a time. And now starting, it, it, it took me a little time because I still was fighting against it because mm -hmm. my way had worked for so long. And, you know, my mindset was, is it going to impact my money? Will I, you know, still have the same amount of money? You know, if, if I'm not showing my mom and dad and everybody around me, then I'm working and I'm tired, you know, but now I'm not working as much. Mm. Wow. I'm not working as much and I'm home. And now not picking up the phone, it's okay. And that mm -hmm. was all because I started implementing and changing my mindset about the law of attraction. It's, it's not what people think of me, it's what I think of me and what I needed. Wow. And so I had to combine my beliefs and the universe and God. I had to combine, I had to combine all of this so that the law of attraction and the and, and God and the universe could provide for me the way mm -hmm. it is supposed to and me not fight against it because as long as I was doing this, then there was a struggle. But if but when I opened up and, and, and allowed some stuff to come in, then I was able to push that those old beliefs out. But I was like this, just mm -hmm. fighting. But like I said, now you know I see I see the difference. And I understand that, you know, I don't have to work like a pack mule. <laughs> don't work like a mule, Roz. We don't want you to do that. That ain't no fun. <laughs> but, 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 you know, but that's, that's how we were all taught. I yeah, saw mm -hmm. my mother work like that. I saw my grandparents. I saw my aunts, my uncle. Everybody works like that. But now at the end of the day, you know, uh, my parents have health issues because they work like that for so hard. Three, four, five, six, seven jobs. Mm -hmm. That's all we knew. Right. But it's, but it's not, but it's not like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Wow. Well, that's powerful. And, mm -hmm. and so Marae, for you, you know, how did you and have you made the shift 
from hard work and just focused on that hard work to really incorporating um, the law of attraction, um, Marae, in your world? Have you combined mm -hmm. those two, like, like Roz is speaking to? I mean, I came across the law of attraction quite late, actually, because it was at the time of Ruiz A and the secret. So it's not that, you know, that old. But what I realized is that, you know, it was really like, uh, because I, I'm a Christian, it was really like, you know, when you pray as well, you know, it's mm -hmm. like you, know, you have to prepare yourself, you know, mentally and believe what you're asking and what you, you really want, where you really want to be. And it comes down to uh, knowing yourself, you know, and, and understanding how you react, how you project things. And, uh, and, and really how you visualize things and how you see yourself in the future and believe it. So it's, it, it's really about, uh, uh, like I said, you have to know yourself, you have to know where you want to be, you have to make those key decisions yeah. and then project yourself to, uh, in the future. And as soon as I understood that is that it's about, you know, me making the right decision and believing in myself and understanding as well, uh, you know, where uh, I, I needed help, where I had gaps and bring people in, then I didn't have to work that hard. So, you know, uh, uh, before for me, it was working hard alone, really me showing that I can work hard, I can do things, I can, you know, uh, be a superwoman in a way to a point where, you know, when I came across the lower attraction and, and really um, uh, understood the parallel with, you know, prayer as well mm -hmm. and, and understand that I have actually the power. I'm the main, you know, a, a person who can give some direction. I understood that, you know, I don't have to work that hard. I don't have to kill myself. <laughs> if I don't know, if I don't have the skills, just leave it and ask, you know, to, to bring somebody else into your life. Right. Or, you know, uh, uh, ask for a tool that's going to, you know, cater for that and, and really focus on what you love and what you're passionate about and what you know that you, you, you are excellent at. And, and that's really how, you know, I shifted and that's what I do now. Now, you know, uh, I, yes, I work hard, but I work hard on what I'm passionate about, on what I love. And if there's something that I can't do, but I still need to do, I delegate and I bring somebody else or I find a tool to, to do it or I don't do it. And that's that's just I, as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's really powerful. And Maria says, hope is pocus, Roz. I can't. <laughs> it does. So, but, but both um, Roz and Marae, um, Elena, touch on a really good point. And that is many people shy away from the law of attraction because they believe that there's a religious block or there's a it's, there's a disconnect between your religion and what you know it says that you and the teaching of religion versus the the universal laws and the law of attraction and all of these things right and I have come to the point where I realized and look I was doing my happy dance because mm -hmm. I realized I'm like Oh, they work together. Yay. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I don't have to have it's not one or the other. Right. Absolutely work together. 
And that's just my opinion, folks out there. Some of you may not believe that, but I firmly believe that they work together. So Elena, what say you? Do they work together or are they really at odds with each other? No, I, I think you're totally right on about that. And also, um, I do want to touch on something that both Roz and Marie said, because I think it's so important. Roz was talking about this almost like addiction to busy, right? This, this feeling like our self-worth, like societally, our self-worth has so much come to, are we doing, you know, are we doing? We've become doings rather than beings. And so that, that's a really important thing. And then what Marie was talking about really is to me what you were asking about is faith, mm -hmm. right? So, so, you know, those who are religious, and I'm not personally religious, but those who are religious, like it's, it's a fake, they talk about themselves being faith-based. And yet for this to work, it's based on faith, right? It's mm -hmm. trusting that God, whatever you want to call God, the universe, divine, you know, creator, whatever you want to call this higher infinite intelligence is working for us. Right. And helping us to move our life along. And when we can align with that, when we become a vibrational match for that and things mm -hmm. line up, then all of a sudden things become much more effortless and, and they do start appearing in our life. Synchronicities start happening. Right. That's what I experience for a lot of my clients as well, is that when they become aligned, when they stop living the patterns of their past and they start living into who they would be in their future, and there's alignment there that all of a sudden all kinds of resources start showing up for you all kinds of people start showing up that you couldn't have even imagined yourself if you tried to create it yourself and mm -hmm. then that's really for me the beauty of it and so it is faith-based and i do believe that it is um that there's a healthy marriage with religion that it's not in opposition of religion in mm -hmm. any way I love that. Now, I think that's so awesome um, that there is that marriage. So Stephanie says, Marae, you're speaking truth. Society has taught women that we have to be everything for everybody. I have to heal the children, heal him, bring home the bacon and cook it too. That's too much. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and we fall into that because exactly. we're taught these things. It's very easy. So we are um, very programmable as humans, right? That's mm -hmm. really kind of how we learn our place in our world and society. So don't discount the fact mm -hmm. that societal programming is playing a significant role in the limiting beliefs that you carry that could be blocking the very success that you're seeking and that you're looking for, um, right? And so Michael says, synchronized action and purposeful work combined are a formula for success. Absolutely. So I, I do want to talk about that a little bit because I do think that we've got to get to that place where we are leveraging the tools mm -hmm. that the resource and the resources that the universe has put in front of us. Right. We we have been given tools and resources on which to build our success. And I do want to qualify that success is whatever it means to you. OK, it's not my definition of success. That's not my role, not my job. I got a lot of jobs and titles. That's not one of them. You get to define your own role mm -hmm. and what success means for you. So whatever that means for you. Um, but how do you get there? Right. How do you bring it into your life? And I want to talk about intentional manifestation, right? Intentionally bringing into your life. And so I always used to uh, say that um, it's about creating a life that you love and not accepting the life that you get. 
right? Mm -hmm. Creating the life that you love and not accepting the life that you get. The only way to do that is to be intentional about it, right? And to really decide. It begins with the deciding in that beginning point. So I want to share with you, um, you guys are probably familiar with um, Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill has what he calls um, 13 laws of success or 13 principles of success. And when I think about these 13 principles, um, you know, what struck me is none of them are hard work. No. Right. So his 13 principles for those listening on audio or podcast later are uh, desire, faith. Specialized knowledge, meaning if you need to learn something too, because you want to build rockets, then you need to go learn that, right? Imagination and being able to dream big and see big uh, beyond where you are. Decision, persistence. Okay, I'm going to go back to this. Last week, I talked about the chapter in my book, The Dream Life Roadmap, that was about um, confidence. There's also another one about persistence because I am so adamant about the role that persistence plays in you creating the life that you love. Um, enthusiastic support, organized planning, the power of the mastermind. This show is a mastermind. You guys, this show is bringing powerful thinkers and, and experiences together into one place, the subconscious mind and understanding the role of the subconscious mind, the power of the brain and the sixth sense and being able to tune in to your intuition. So it struck me that he was such, and he of course spent his life interviewing these successful people and trying to get to what are really the keys of success. And none of them say hard work folks. It's not on this list. <laughs> Right. So the things that we're taught can be wrong. And so let's talk about intentional manifestation. What do you do when you're trying to intentionally manifest something in your life? I'll give you a quick story. When I was buying my house and getting everything together and getting my down payment together and everything. And I thought, oh, you know, you get to that moment of feeling just in all transparency. You get to that moment of thinking, am I ready? Do I have enough? Do I got it all together? Do I got all the pieces together? Right. And so I'm going through this process and my sister's out there and she's listening. She can attest to this. I'm going through this process, checking off everything and like, okay, the funds here and there. Wait, do I have enough? Do I need more for the move and for this and that? Should I account for more? And honestly, I manifested $10,000 just out of the blue, like literally $10,000 showed up. I still don't know where it came from, to be quite honest. But it's there. And you know what's funny about it? I didn't even need it. Right. I had everything together. It was just me going through this mental process and this mental checklist. And it showed up and as if to say everything's good. Everything's in order. But I didn't even need it. It's still sitting there. So, <laughs> so it's interesting how things show up in our lives when we really begin to sort of align what it is we want and where we're going and we create that space. So Roz, do things, have you ever intentionally manifested anything? I did recently. I was, uh, I kept saying that, well, my business needs to grow. I need some more clients. And I have been saying that for a while. And I had started, I had started to doubt my skills, you know, because I said, I'm so busy, but I was busy being broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I mean, I was so busy into where there's really no profit coming in. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm not charging the right amount. 
But I said, when I get the next client, I will. You know, just, just a whole lot of things, a, a, a whole lot of things. And so I said, well, let me stop. This is, this is what I need to correct. This is where I need to be. What do I do in the middle to bring all of that together to make sure that, you know, I'm bringing in a profit. I'm not working as hard, but I'm also getting clients. So, you know, I just, I just kept talking to myself, you know, um, you know, who are some of the people I need to talk to to let them know I need a client. Okay. You know, where do I go? You know, you know, who do I start whispering in their ear? I had to start whispering to myself. Hmm. I, I had to talk to me first. And then once I started talking to me uh, back in September, I had someone inbox me and said they wanted to give me their business. Hmm. And I said, wow. why? She said, because I'm tired of it. And I, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we all get tired. She said, I'm just sick of it. And I want you to have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, so, and then with that, then I got scared after I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> Because that's what we do next, right? Yeah, we're like, we're we're doing doing this is not real. Yeah, like, I'm happy, but should, is she going to take it back? Right. You, know, <laughs> you know, it's like, Mother, may I? May I come in? Or, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I, I got scared. I did. I did. And then I had to put the things in place to make sure that I wasn't overwhelmed. Because then once mm -hmm. that fear factor came in, it was like, do I have enough people? Do I have enough employees? You know, it's going to impact payroll. It's going to impact my time in the office. And all that doubt started coming in. And then I had to shut it down and say, wait a minute. You asked for this. <laughs> you asked for this. And now you doubt yourself. And put, and it's going to be, and, and, and then I talked to myself, if you don't reverse that language, it's going to be taken away from you. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You won't get it again. So I had to shut up, be quiet and say, okay, shut up, get it together. Write down on the paper what you need, what you have already that can be used to help you. And whatever you don't have, wherever the gap is, get help. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's no, it, it, that's it, because, because for a long time, if if I wasn't busy, I was considered lazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. There, there is definitely that piece, right? <laughs> we got to look busy, y'all. I don't want People yeah. I'm not a slacker, right? So Regina's out there. Yeah, she's co-signing my manifesting the ten thousand dollars. Like, yes, she did. I did. And you know what's crazy, Ross? To your point, I literally spent the next week trying to figure out where did this come from. Instead of just instead of just being like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right? I was so shocked because so, sort of like you, is it going to disappear? Is it really mine? I called the people up. I said, wait. This says I got $10,000. Is that real? He was like, uh, yes, ma'am. It's your account is here. I was like, so mm -hmm. baffled. The man must have thought I was crazy. So, Marae, have you manifested and, and has that been able to show up in your life in a way that makes you sort of step back a, a little bit to sort of um, embrace your own power? Because when you realize you have the power to do it, it actually gets a little scary. Exactly. It, it gets really, it's, it's, that's really scary. And uh, one thing that I realized, because uh, in 2016, 
I really started to write down, really stop, plan, and write down everything that I wanted in two years, in you know, three years, five years plan. And uh, so I just, I just did that. I, I, write, I wrote everything and then just put the plan somewhere. I was not reading it regularly. At some point, I, I was not even reading it. And recently, I went back to the write-up. And most of the thing that I wrote on this paper have happened. Wow. Without me really, you know, being there all the time checking, every single one has, you know, it has happened. And and I and I even saw, you know, on on some of the things that I've put, I went through some struggles just to get to this point. And wow. I was like, wow. This is really powerful. This is really every single thing in six wow. years. They all happened. A company, I was going to become global. And all of this is just happening one after another. And it's, it's done. So now I have to do another list so, because it's working. <laughs> so you need another list. Exactly. So, and I think, you know, the fact that you take the time to plan, it's intentional. So you already, you know, starting the manifestation process. And that's why I always encourage people to have this time where they think, they plan and, you know, put it out there and then, you know, follow the process and, and uh, it, it really materialized. I love that. I love yeah. that. So, um, so, uh, Cindy's out there. She says, Roz, this applies to so many being so busy, but you're busy being broke. I know a lot of busy broke people. No, no offense, y'all, but you know, hey, it is what it is, right? Mm. Regina's out there. She says, I use the law of attraction every day. It's real and does work hand in hand with my Christianity. These are the best days of my life. Mm. Um, there is no conflict there. There really isn't. You're simply no. using the tools that have been given to us mm -hmm. and you're being intentional about the use. And so as we're talking about um, this uh, this intentional manifestation, you know, let's continue this conversation because Elena, why is it that if these, if these laws are here for us and if we have these amazing tools in front of us, how come it's not working for so many people? It is actually working all the time. Yeah. It's just that people are not conscious of what they're manifesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're, they're mad because most of what people are thinking are actually in negative space. And so they're attracting more negativity into their life. And so it is actually working, but in the opposite way of people wanting mm -hmm. to be working. Because, you know, one of the things I, I love Napoleon Hill, one of the things he talks about is your dominant thought. Right. So what is your dominant thought? So most people aren't conscious of what their dominant thoughts are. It's in their subconscious mind. And so becoming aware of what those old patterns are, what those old beliefs are, will tell you what you have. I mean, you could really just look around at your life and see what your thoughts are based upon what you've been able to manifest in your life. Mm -hmm. So so really, you know, part of it is that um, we have been trained. And I, and I think it, it came ancestrally when we walked out of the cave. You know, we were looking at everything that might be wrong to ensure when we stepped out, we didn't get eaten. Right. And rewired our brains for negativity bias to always look for what's wrong rather than look for what's right. 
So most people actually focus on what's wrong. So like, okay, there's two sides of, of wanting everything. There's the having mm -hmm. of it, and then there's the not having of it. And most people think that they're focusing on the having of it, but what they're really focusing on is the not having of it. Right. What does that mean? It means whatever you focus on, you grow. And if you're focusing on the not having of it, your experience is more not having of it. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, well, this doesn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work. Look at your language. Look at your beliefs. Look at where you're focused. And then you'll see why it isn't working the way you want it to, even though it always works. Wow. That's that's really powerful, Elena. So um, I hope you guys out there caught that, right? <laughs> the law of attraction is always working. So I have a friend who is a master of the universal laws. And I love our conversations because he just takes me to the moon every time I talk to him. I have to literally beam myself back to earth when I finish speaking to him. But he says all the time that the universal laws work on time, all the time, every time right? They are always working. So when people say this doesn't work for me, it's working. You're just not being intentional about what you're manifesting. Mm -hmm. And so if what is showing up in your life is the things that you don't want, that's still manifestation, right? Mm -hmm. It's simply you manifesting in the, in the opposite direction of what you really want. So it's for me, it's one of the things that's really important is we've got to manage our emotional energy and that emotional space that we're in. Roz, I was in a space at one point where it wasn't good. And all of a sudden, all of this craziness was just showing up in my life, just all kinds of craziness. And literally, I didn't realize that I was in that space. Right. Because what we do sometimes becomes habitual. When you get there, you're kind of thinking the same things. You're in that, you know, um, like we like to say, the stinking thinking mood. <laughs> you know, we're in that frame and that we're doing that over and over. And I didn't realize I was there until I started paying attention to wait a minute, everything's going wrong. Like one thing after the next is going wrong. Something is not right. I literally said to everybody, okay, everything stop. Like, <laughs> Like I am like Linus right now with the dark cloud over me and, then, and or the whatever floating behind me. And this is not okay. So I intentionally changed everything and really went very intentionally to more positivity, uh, brought back meditation into my life. Um, there was something I probably could have filed a lawsuit about. In fact, I remember having a conversation with my dad and he was like, honey, you should sue him. You should file a lawsuit. I was like, listen, I got to let that go. I got to stop everything because what is showing up for me right now is not pretty. It's not good. And all of these negative things are happening one on top of the other. I think that's when I really began to realize the power mm -hmm. of changing and shifting my thoughts intentionally because after it was literally like the clouds parted and the sun came out. It was a very weird thing, um, but I knew what I was doing and I knew that I had to do it. And I um, and so when we're thinking about being intentional and getting into that, how do we get to that energy place, right? The place where we are aligning our energy with all the great and wonderful things and not aligning it with the crap that sometimes shows up for us, even if it shows up. This is the question. Even when the negative shows up, we still can't align with it. Mm -hmm. For me, and, and, and these, these are my own personal acronyms, 
I had to get over the PTSD, post-traumatic slave disorder. Mm. I was a slave to what other people were saying. I was a slave to what I what I had been taught. And so when everything was going wrong, like you said, I, 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 I had to get over that. And so I had a slave mentality, eight to five, work a hundred hours, you know, just, you know, you know, work and go home, work and go home and hardly nothing else between. Yeah, I went to church and it was, look, it was out of, it, it was ritualistic. It wasn't because I wanted to. Mm. And a lot of stuff, that's why I said I was in that PTSD mode to where I had that slave mentality to where I just, you know, I just did it. But I had to break that, that, that thought limitation. I had to get that because this is my life. This is not, you know, I can't live for Rhonda. I can't live, you know, for. Are you sure? I, want, I want you to live for me. You can't, you can't do that. Please live for me. And, and, and wait a minute. And why are you bringing that up, Marae? You didn't tell me that on your list of, on your list way back when was, I'm going to be an awesome co-host on the Coffee with Rhonda show. We were going to blow the whole thing up, right? That was That's on right. your list too. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, Roz. Go ahead. Keep going. This this mentality, mm -hmm. you know, if if just like Elena said, if we would follow faith, it says write the vision, make the plain. Power and death is in 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 the tongue. Those two little things right there, those two little things right there. Right. If you could connect, if you could connect those, uh, you know, along with uh, along with the law of attraction, that's what happened to me. The power will not come on until you connect and pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. So my, so I didn't, I didn't connect until I, it wasn't that I, like I said, I couldn't be held accountable for what I didn't know. But when I found out, remember, I kept telling you guys, I'm finally coming into the woman who I should be. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that was because of the law of attraction that I realized that it's, it's here. And it's here, mm -hmm. and nobody else is my choice. These are my options, and I don't have to allow anybody else from the outside to come in because I can set those boundaries. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. Yeah, and so um, for you, Marae, <clears throat> have you found that when we're sometimes in that negative headspace, right? When we're not controlling our energy. Um, and keeping it on that vibration, as you know, Elena was saying earlier, it takes us to a place um, that we are seeing things show up in our life that we don't want. And so before you answer, Regina says, yes, that stinking thinking will kill the dream. Every time I start saying, no, Regina, we are not doing this. And I shift my thinking. Yeah, you absolutely mm -hmm, have to do that. Mm -hmm. so, uh, how does it show up for folks? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because I mean, if you look at, uh, for example, when you look at bills, when bills are coming into your life, when you have to pay your bills, one bill is coming, you're complaining, this negative energy, and you see oh, so many bills coming, and you get, you know, swamped. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, a shift for you to understand, okay, yes, it's a bill, it's not a big problem, you pay it, you let it go, don't stay with it. And, and I've been in this situation all the time where you're like, oh no, another bill. And then you see them coming all the time. It doesn't stop. 
And then you just realize, yes, I'm the one actually manifesting it. Just let it go. And uh, so that's, you know, I've, I've learned. And, and I think the environment is very important because mm -hmm. uh, what, what I've seen, you know, and um, especially when I used to uh, bring my family, when I, I used to go back to Gabon, go to the village where it's not about material things. It's more about, you know, energy, making sure that there's communication, there's contact, people enjoy themselves. Mm -hmm. And you feel this energy and you see that everything is just flowing. And then you come back to this world where it's about capitalism and, and material and things like that. And you, you start to really see the negativity again coming and it's a big fight. It's a big fight and you really have to be strong, understand those laws to be able to canalize yourself and still have, you know, uh, create this uh, energy, this positive energy around you that's going to actually drive you and make sure that you, you, you're not getting drained into the negativity and that you create without knowing. And, and I think the environment is important. Uh, yes, you have the control, but you also have to make sure you're in the right environment so that, you know, you create the right energy around you and, and let go, you know, this, this, um, this negative energy that's really coming, let it go. And if you come, just push some, you know, positive things, positive affirmation, go in a positive environment so that you can dissipate this energy, uh, you know, uh, from you. Yeah, it's such an important thing. I know people who are like, you know, I haven't talked to my ex in 15 years. I'm like, what? Why? That's a whole lot of negative energy. In that. Yeah, yeah. What are we holding on to? We we don't do well letting go. So Regina says post-traumatic slave disorder. I love it. Wally world. <laughs> so, so Elena, as we think about where we want to go, one of the things that, that I coach to and the very first place I begin with my clients is clarity. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know where you're going, it's likely you'll get there, right? So you have to figure out what is it you want and where are you going? Because then and only then can you begin to really focus, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't focus and align your energy. So Stephanie says, Elena, you look like you're flowing in your goddess energy. I see you, goddess. Doesn't she? She Every time I see her, she looks like a goddess who's flowing. I'm like, oh, I need some of that <laughs> flowing energy. But But how do we begin to get clarity because without it then that's why you're you're manifesting but not intentionally right mm -hmm. that's why your energy feel is filled with this negative space because we're not being decisive and clear about where we're going and how do we get clarity yeah, yeah. so many, so many things i really kind of want to talk to you that you're all talking about because they're so juicy um, I, I will say first that environment is so key. And one of the things that you were saying, Rhonda, is about emotion is really important because even when you change your environment, you still take you with you. So you always want to make sure that you're working on, on you know, your inner self. And what happens is if you drop in and get quiet, I mean, I, I do take my clients through clarity process so that they get really clear about what they want. And oftentimes 
people will go, oh no, I can't really have that, so I'm not even going to put that out there. You know, they 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 sort of argue for their own limitations in advance, uh, and so it's really you know about dropping in and getting into a quiet space and even just journaling about what it is you really want. And then once once you get that clarity of like how would it feel to actually have all of that. Piece about the emotion is like our emotions are keeping us stuck in our old patterns and repeating the same things over and over again, or or marginally having us move forward. Whereas living into your future self, living into the emotions of what it would feel like to actually have everything you want on a regular basis, will actually help you know like close the gap of, of where you are now versus where you really want to be. And and one of the Things, you know about clarity that I see is that people start to manifest they start to shift their energy they start to feel good they start to feel like they're doing all the right things and then they ask the one death knell question which is why isn't it happening yet <laughs> oh my god now you just Impression. told away right no more faith you just show the universe no more faith I don't really have faith mm-hmm. that I'm patient and what I want is actually forming and coming into you know fruition for me and so i'm using that question to say i don't really believe it like i've been faking it i've been pretending i really believe it and having the faith and doing all the right things but then i ask the question of like why isn't it happening yet exactly oh my goodness i love that because i you know the universe doesn't listen to your words Right, you can't trick it. Right, <laughs> it's like trying to trick God, like saying one thing out the mouth, but then tell, "Hey, God, wink, wink." Right? No, you can't. Right. In the back of your head, you're feeling like crappy, or you're not believing it, but you're going, "Oh no, no, no! I'm saying the right things. I'm saying the right things." No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to align. So you have to align your thoughts your words and your emotional state and energy, right? You've got to align all of those pieces in order to start moving together. So Regina says, Rhonda says, focus on where you are, where you're going and not where you are all the time. I talked about that, right? Don't, because where you are may not be where you want to be in the propensity mm-hmm. for us to um, really focus on that, right? Uh, oh, I'm here and I'm working at this job I don't want to work at. I'm in this apartment I don't want to be in. I'm in this community that I hate, right? And because you are there and we are physical beings, so because you're there is what you see around you. So you'll focus mm-hmm. on it. Yet that's the trap, right? The the what you need to focus on is forward. Face mm-hmm. forward. Dream about that place that you're hoping to be. Forget about where you are. That's old news, right? Focus on where you're going and, and how will that feel when you get there because your thoughts I always like to say your thoughts are the signal, but your emotions are the attractor, right? Mm-hmm. It's what is going to attract back to you. So we got a long one here. Stephanie says, what I love about programming is that we can interrupt our own patterns and use cognitive dissonance to reprogram ourselves. The mind believes whatever we feed it, when we are reprogramming our mind, it's inconsistent with our current beliefs. We have to do the work. Stephanie, that's such a great point. We have to do the work of reprogramming ourselves. And then Elena, so question for you. Do you mind sharing a few of your morning rituals? So yes. Yeah, not at all. I, I you know, I love this. I, I think one of the easiest ways to shift and to make a transition to our future selves, because it's not just focusing on the future self. It's as you said, like living in it. It's like that that emotional future self. Mm-hmm. It's not just the thoughts about the future, right. self, the future self. 
And so one of the biggest things that, that I do, which is so important, and it's like one of the easiest things to do is gratitude, right? Is, is I, I do keep a gratitude journal. And it's not just about writing down, oh, I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for that, but really feeling it, really feeling the emotion. Because the universe gives us more of what we believe we already have. And gratitude usually comes at the end of having something, right? You have something and then you have gratitude for having it. And so the more that we can be in gratitude, the more the universe will, you know, give us more of what we're grateful for, what we appreciate, appreciate. So um, we do a gratitude journal. I spend about an hour every day meditating, and then I work out most days of the week, at least five days a week. And those that practice like really makes a huge difference. Um, in the morning, I mean, it takes me about two and a half hours before I start working, which is fine because I won't even start working unless I'm aligned with what I want to be working with. Because wow. what's the point? What's the point of doing that? So then I can just be busy and pushed and be not productive in the way that moves things forward. So I make sure that I come into alignment before I even start working to make sure that when I'm, I'm focusing on action, it is inspired and it is intelligent action that's happening. One of the other things that I will say, though, in answer to that question, is no matter what your morning practices are, if you're spending an hour, like I have my clients do this thing I call the power hour, and if you're spending even an hour a day, it's like, what are you doing the other 23? Because if you're spending an hour a day doing this amazing practice, but then the other 23 days you're back in your old thoughts, that's not going to get you very far. Wow, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Stephanie, thank you for the question. Regina said, tweetable quote, if you don't know where you're going, it's likely you will get there. <laughs> it just blew my mind, Rhonda. You know, it's, it is that, that thing. And as we move to close and wrap up, I would love for everyone out there, I hope this conversation has been helpful for you. But I want to close with any um, tips or words of inspiration for folks out there who are really trying to intentionally manifest in their life without working their fingers to the bone, right? You know, um, what tips and strategies can we give? Elena, we'll come to you last. And then as we come to you, be sure to share how folks can follow you or um, get in contact with you also. So so let's start with you first, Moray, on this one. How do, what are your uh, words of inspiration or your tips that you'd like to share for folks out there who are really trying to intentionally manifest success in their life? Mm. Uh, one of the things that we, we need to be conscious of is, you know, we, all the fear that we have is because we want to control everything. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to do that. We just have to trust the process, trust the journey. And like you all said, as long as we know what we want, as long as we know who we are, it's going to be okay. So we don't have to panic. We don't have to... Uh, believe, you know, the fears that's coming into our life. And we just have to just follow the process. I mean, there's going to be some shortcoming, but we will always, you know, go back to if we stay focused. So that's really the message for me that you don't have to control everything. You just need the final point and basically keep going and uh, keep being positive that you're going to get to where you want to be and you will be there. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Marae. Very, very wonderful words um, for us all to take and own. And Roz, what about for you? What final thoughts do you have for you uh, for folks out there that are really looking to do that intentional creation in their life and they're working so hard and feeling like it's not happening? For me, self-improvement starts with self-investment. Self-improvement starts with self-investment. And that's what I learned. And when I started self-investing, like, like Elena said, getting up in the morning, like Mariah said, you know, spending time with yourself, setting the tone for the day. Then once, once I've sown that seed, put it in the ground, then I have, in, I have invested in me to, to improve. So that's, that's my words of encouragement. Mm, awesome. Thank you so much for that. And Elena, the final thoughts from you and then uh, also share how folks can um, connect with you. Yeah, I love what Roz just said, self-investment, because I think that that's so key in so many different ways. Uh, it's consistency of action. And it doesn't mean you have to work hard, but you have to be consistent. Like neuroplasticity, changing, rewiring your brain re requires consistency, requires repetition. And it requires that you go to down a different neural highway to like, you know, move the energy from the old patterns that you have into the new pattern. And so that means, you know, behaving, acting, thinking, feeling differently on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. And then the next step for me for self-investing, because I do this for myself and I'm sure you do too, Rhonda, is invest in a mentor. Uh -huh. you know, it's like that to me is so key because, you know, we don't know what we don't know. We can't read the label from inside the jar. And so, you know, it's like a mentor can help you read that label and help you mm -hmm. see what you're doing that isn't moving the dial forward that will really help that shift so that you change you know, years into months. And that for me is, is super key. And then the way that people can find me is either on my website, which is www.elenaschwartz.com. Or I hang out on LinkedIn a ton. Uh, I do hang out on Facebook too, but much more on LinkedIn. And if they just type my name in, Elena Schwartz, they'll find me. And I post a lot of, you know, great content uh, as well. Yes, she does. I can definitely attest to that. So thank you so much. So before we go any further, and we've got a couple of comments for the guests, we've got to do our, you know, little cup thingy. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, so a couple of uh, final comments that came in. Uh, so Michael said another great show. Michael, next season, I've got to get you on the show. He's an amazing leader and a consultant for businesses. And we've got to get him on for his wonderful words of wisdom. Uh, Stephanie says, thank you, ladies, for sharing your inspiring words of wisdom today. You all are awesome sauce. I like being awesome sauce. I Love that. Uh, Cindy says, wow, very powerful input from the entire panel. And then Regina said, great show, ladies. And then a big one. It's kind of simple when you think about it. I always say to my clients, if you look for the positive, you can often find it. But if you look for the negative, it is all you will ever get. The key is mm -hmm. to know what you want and be laser focused. Uh, not to say what... Uh, not say you want to have a seven figure business and then sit on your behind. <laughs> it takes work and commitment. That's my two cents. <laughs> Maria says, great show. Yeah, she she didn't say behind y'all. I'm just saying. So um, <laughs> such, such an amazing show. And I think the final thoughts for me are um, really to uh, be mindful and intentional about your journey. 
Um, this is your life. I think of it as a empty canvas. Mm -hmm. You get to paint or draw or imagine whatever it is you want for your life, but you get to design, decide it and you get to own it. So you've got to be clear on what that is. You can't be changing your mind every other day. The universe can't support you. God can't support. Nobody can support you if you don't know where you're going. Right. So you've got to figure it out. Where are you going so that then you can align your whole being? You can align your emotions. You can align your thoughts. You can align your your inspired actions. You can do all of that. But you first got to know where you want to go and you get to decide that it's all on you. So this has been another amazing show. Thank you all so much for joining. It's been wonderful uh, for my panel. Stay tuned for a moment. For all of you out there, remember the journey to be stress-free and loving me is deeply personal and very achievable. We thank you so much for allowing us a little bit of time out of your busy Saturday to explore and imagine the possibilities of leading and living stress-free. We'll see you all back here next week. Same time, same bat station. Thank you for watching the Coffee with Rhonda show. Don't forget you can download a free ebook at stressfreeleader.com. And don't forget to share this podcast or video with someone in your life who might find value. Until next time.